I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. from Ian Martson made it a very good Friday for the Addicts at Doncaster have their playoff hopes been resurrected this Easter. Welcome to Charlton Live. So hello, happy Easter to everyone. Welcome to Charlton Live on this Easter Sunday. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys are all well. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at that 1-0 win over Doncaster Rovers. Um, we'll be hearing from the new Addicts boss, Nigel Atkins. Ian Martson, the goal scorer, will join us as well. We've got some reaction as well from the Charlton Athletic women's side. 3-1 win over London Bees uh, this afternoon. That secured their safety in the championship for another season. Joining me to do all that on the pod first up, and Mr. Benji Cloak, you've been sunning yourself in the garden this afternoon. How are you? I am jolly good. Yeah, I was watching the women's game 
Heard a couple of dodgy commentators on there. Didn't ruin it, though, because it was a good victory. So, yeah, getting a bit of a tan on as well. Lovely stuff. And also joining us, a man who's been uh, preparing some Easter lamb this uh, Easter Sunday, Mark New- uh, Mark Newbury. I need you said Newbra, because I-, I spoke to one of the women's players called Newbra. How are you doing, Mark? I've been called a lot worse over the years, Louis. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm absolutely stuffed. In fact... Well, I think my wife will have to roll me out into the um, front room later. Yeah, so I had an Easter filling, haven't you? And uh, excellent stuff. Right, so on uh, this week's show, uh, we're going to hear the highlights very shortly uh, of the game against Doncaster Rovers. As I said, we've got plenty of reaction to come to as well. Your emails and your tweets have come into the show as well. But let's dive straight into the highlights uh, on Valley Pass. Uh, it's only the goal. It's only a short one because we've got so much to fill in. But this was how it went down on Valley Pass Live with Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Looking for Stockley on this jump right-hand side. He'll jump with Anderson. Gets his head there as well. Jai Seeming tries to flick it on towards Martin into the penalty area. Martin's there. Can he strike? Yes! And he can finish! Martin on the end of it. Strikes it beyond Jones. Charlton have the lead. Well, what a finish from Ian Martin. His first goal for the club after 11 minutes. is really well won in the air. Initially, by Stockley. But Ian Martin did superbly well. And that's the first real managerial action you'd say by Nodger Atkins to put Ian Martin at right wing. And it's worked. He's got his rewards. Ian Martin for a lovely finish. Getting beyond his uh, the left back marking him, James. That's a really nice finish. The goalkeeper maybe could have put him under a little bit more pressure. He was waiting for Martin to get to that first. The finish was excellent. There we go then, Ian Martson scoring the decisive goal up at the Keepmoat Stadium on Friday. Good Friday, a very good Friday it was for the Addicts, Benji. And uh, yeah, a a deserved goal. I mean, we're just saying off air actually. I think that there wasn't actually much else to talk about in the game. We had a goal that was ruled out for offside and I think Ben Amos made a good save from uh, Omar Bogle. But other than that, it was quite a routine victory where we, we, we kept them at bay. Yeah, you're right. It was a it was an organised victory. I think we um, we nullified their threats in the middle. I think their main guy in the middle, John Bostock, uh, was very quiet. Their only chances came from a couple of our mistakes. Well, I think Adam Matthews and Jayasimi got caught, and as you said, Bogle had that chance, which Amos saved well with his feet. I think they had another chance as well down the side, where again I think Amos uh, Amos looked like he was coming through, and Matthews. Didn't know if he was going to shield out, kept the ball in and it was uh, cleared away in the end. And we took our chance very well. I mean, looking back at our chance just then, it was route one. I mean, when do we score goals like that? It was booted upfield by Amos, Stockley heads it on. And uh, unusual knock on there, Jai Simi getting in there, knocking it on as well. And the even more unusual, Ian Martson, right wing and a really composed finish. He could have taken it straight away. But he got his body in the right position, took it down. Well, sorry, didn't take it down, waited for it and uh, fired it in. And uh, yeah, it was uh, (laughs) a different kind of goal from us, a different kind of team. Uh, I was quite surprised with the team sheet when it came out. You obviously expect uh, a new manager to make his mark on the team and um, jostle up the positions and stuff like that. I think it came down to Gunter and Miller's international call-ups in the week the reasoning behind a couple of them, but everyone played their part. I thought, I thought Prattley and Forster Kasky done well in the middle. Um, and Innes, what a welcome return from him. 
he just really um, shores up that back line. And him and Pierce again, I thought they, they had a really good game together. And uh, I felt for Amos because, as I said earlier, a couple of the dis- decision-making from the back four led, led to a couple of their chances. He's having to deal with a new back four all the time. But hopefully now we can settle down into a team that's quite familiar. And yeah, it was uh, it was nice to see. It, it, I wasn't really nervous that they might get back into it. Uh, was unlucky not to get that second where it come off Jayasimi in an offside position. But uh, yeah, pleased with that. Um, a uh, a welcomed, uh, welcomed, organised win for us. Yeah, we made it. Fairly easy, I think. Is that fair to say? We had a bit of defending to do, I guess, at the end, Mark. But other than that, I thought I thought we kept on Castro at arm's length throughout the afternoon. Yeah, we we defended well. I mean, if you look, watch it. Prattley drops back into the back four quite a couple of times just to shore things up and make it look a bit tighter. Um, I with I looked at it and thought to myself, which way was it going to go before the game? Um, because especially with Bogle. I thought, is he going to come back and bite us on the backside? Was it going to be the really good Bogle, or was it going to be the really bad Bogle? And it was a bit of, he had one good shot, but then that that was it. I mean, Innes gave him a nice slap as he went, ran past him. And I, I, I wouldn't say I feel sorry for him, because that means he would have scored and we wouldn't have won. But I just think to myself, he probably wasn't given a fair enough shake here previously, but probably wasn't good enough in the first place. Um, yeah, we looked. We we did look comfortable. Um, I thought maybe the subs slightly were wrong. I th- I thought Miller looked very tired. Literally as soon as he came on, I, I thought he didn't look. He had the legs to have beaten anybody. Um, but yeah, it was compact. It was good. I was and a second goal would have been nice. I think if he'd given Chucks a little longer, I think possibly he'd have battered them because they would have just been pushing forward trying to get that. Um, equaliser would have left a few more gaps, which you know Chuck's quite good at getting into. So no, I was happy. Well, very happy. Got you've got to be happy with a clean sheet, three points. You know, and Doncaster's one of those ones. Yes, we've won there a couple of times, but they've also you know managed to turn us. So no, it was it was a pleasing result. Yeah, and it was certainly one that we needed going into that game. Obviously, Donny was sitting above us at the time. They still, they still got games in hand on us, which we have to remember. And that is the, the case for a lot of sides. But you know, at the time, at full time, we, we'd gone up to fifth, back down to to seventh now. Um, but I guess it does sort of keep alive any hopes. If we'd lost that game, I mean, at some point we, we are going to have to give up. And if we had lost that, maybe that would have been the, the case then, Ben. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's just there's quite a few teams on good runs now. I mean, they've got that winning mentality. The top three, I think, they seem like they're just battling out for the top two now. Sunderland, Hull and Peterborough, they got, they're got too many points away now, aren't they? So those, those three will be battling out for the top two. And you never know if we do sneak in the playoffs. You'd hate to face one of them, but... They might be so deflated that they've missed out on the top two. Then we, we could storm in, and if we keep this unbeaten run going and gain the confidence from that, they might be a, a good team to face one of them three. But Lincoln aren't in good form, obviously. It's a shame we're not playing them Tuesday. Um, Blackpool look like the team to worry about. They've got a couple of games in hand over us, and they're on a really good run of form. Portsmouth with the new managers coming in but 
Again, Donny are slipping, aren't they? Their manager left to Sheffield Wednesday. Gillingham, they might seem a team we, we might be able to worry about. But look, we just got to worry about ourselves, our own results. I would love to be playing that game Tuesday because I feel we could really get into this rhythm now. But then again, we've got a bit of longer time now to look forward to the Sunderland game. But there's our hope there. I think with Adkins coming in, I think now because he's got more of a long-term future, I think if we still had Boyer and, and we didn't, I think there was more pressure on Boyer to to get in there because obviously he's been there all this time. Whereas I feel if we don't with Atkins now, at least we know he's going to be there and we can start building the building blocks for next year. And I'm sure these players that are in the team at the moment are doing that. They kind of got that in their mind and think, okay, I'm really going to try this season to get us up there. But if we don't, I've still want to be here next season and this manager's definitely going to be here next season. So we still got that there to play for. Now, is a decision made by Nigel that, that stood out at the start of the game, obviously, to, to play Ian Martin out on the right wing position. It's not the first time we've seen him. We, we saw him play sort of on the right of the midfield against Hull, um, and, and Lee Bowie was questioned by a lot of fans. But, you know, Nigel seen something to try him in a similar position further up the pitch, and, and it paid dividends because, I mean, obviously, he got the goal, but he got into goal-scoring opportunities quite a few times, and it's, you know, it, it, it looked like a, a, a position that... that that Ian Martson could probably play more often going forward, Mark? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's young. I mean, at that age, you just want to play. I mean, if a goal, if he tells you playing goal, you go and find a pair of gloves. Um, we know he's fast and he's, he's nippy and he can nip at people and he can, he can track back as well. So he's got a good little engine on him. I thought he took the goal very, very well. Got his body across the defender so a defender couldn't even sort of like foul him without even probably getting a penalty or sent off and lovely hit it down into the ground back of the net um if that's where he's going to be playing and we can use him you know as a winger with dj and miller once miller's legs are back um i think that's that's another that's a good option um it's funny because i i like to, i am old-fashioned I, I like two up front i really do but playing sort of like Jaden and playing these two off him worked because they they didn't really know where to go, their defence. And I think that might have sort of like confused them for the first 15 minutes, which is why we got the goal come from. Because I don't think anyone expected, you know, we expected Jaden to get his head on it, that's a given. But did you expect DJ to come in and sort of like flick it over? You know, I you know, didn't see where that one was coming from. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was pleasing. And I'd like to say, Marston at that age... Yeah, you, you'll play anywhere. So if Nigel tells him, you know, go and play on right wing, yep, no problem, boss, I can do that. So I think, you know, he's just happy to play. And let's say, good good goal. Yeah, it was a good goal, Ben. You know, we, we saw the flick on from, from Jaden Stockley. As Mark says there, I thought DJ did, did really well. But Ian still had a lot to do there to sort of hold off Reese James and get his body in, in the right place and, and then prod it beyond the goalkeeper. Yeah, for a left-back who's well he's played left back there for us this season to have that composure to kind of shield your man off and then fire it in was was great I kind of expected their keeper to come out more and I, I know their defender was blaming the keeper a bit for not doing that um, so we got a bit lucky there but he read the situation really well and as as Mark just said like we've got a striker up front on his own and he kind of found it difficult to create another relationship with a striker you know he's tried playing up front with Chucks and Ronnie and and Connor and those flick-ons have just not been working 
and yesterday it worked with with two wingers uh finding the right ball at the right time so so that was good to see so uh, a combination that worked um but yeah ian had that other chance as well which is a, a great move from us and he just it is just was a heavy touch from him he tried to get it on his left foot to his right foot to sneak in and we won a corner but it was great to see him so active around the box and he wasn't scared even though he hasn't been in that position this season he was he was giving it a right go and that was good to see yeah it was um the return of ryan innes was obviously the other big news for me 146 days without playing and and he came in mark and it looked like he'd, he'd never been away but you have to say ably deputized alongside jason pierce who i thought was absolutely superb once more no, Pierce has been, you know, outstanding for the last few games. And having Ryan come in next to him, I saw the stat that he'd, in the six games he'd started, we'd kept five clean sheets. And, and you can see why. Guys are mounting, literally. it's. I loved the memes going out that he was the one who was blocking the Suez Canal. Um, and and Pierce is, is back. I mean, I was, <laughs> I've been critical, you know, saying that he had to show, you no, know, not just have a one game, go back to being consistently good. And he has been, you know. And I think that that's that's great. It's what we need to see. And uh, I think I can't see um, Nigel splitting those two up, if I'm honest. I think that gives him exactly what he needs. I mean, I think Famewo, you know, would be hard pushed now, you know, unless Innis has some kind of reaction, but he's got a week before the next game. You know, to to push either of those out, and I think you know while you're doing that and keeping hold of a shirt and not making mistakes, and also the thing is we're we're now a f- much more of a threat at corners, because Innes is a beast in a, in a box, and if you think he can get his head on something, if you've got Prattley in there as well and Stockley, you know we've got so many threats. I saw that we we scored sort of like ten goals from corners this season, and that's quite a good stat for us because we never really used to score that many. And uh, so having him as a, as a double threat, I mean, I just you know, just hope he can stay um, healthy and fit for the um, remaining like nine games. Yeah, it certainly gives Nigel Atkins now a, a decision to make because I don't see how you drop Jason Pierce after the last few games he's had. And obviously Ryan's come in and played well. So, yeah, you're right to say. I think if it had been Lincoln tomorrow or on, on Tuesday, then maybe it would have been easier to, to let Innes have a you know, a little rest having not played for so long. But, yeah, certainly will be a decision to make for the game up at Sunderland uh, next week. I mean, we have to do talk about, you know, Omar Bogle, Ben. <laughs> um, uh, I went into that game getting ready to put my mortgage on Omar Bogle, scoring at least once, uh, maybe two or three. But at the same time, and he did have a good chance and, and forced Amos into a good save early on. But he was uh, involved in a couple of very Omar Bogle moments, wasn't he? You know, the... <laughs> The, the one where he tried to do the step over and basically kicked it against himself and the ball went out for a throw was funny. There's also a really underrated funny one where just at the start of the second half, he had the ball and fell over. I think it, I think it was a foul in the end. But uh, James Coppinger tried to have a shot while he was on the four and just blasted it into Bogle's face. It's like, wherever he goes, it just comedy just follows him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those things, really. When we first signed him... Uh, it was one of those desperate deals we we did to just try and get a striker over the line. Everyone was willing him on. There were a few good attributes of him, but it just didn't really click, did it? I mean, you look at the difference between him and Jaden Stockley. They're miles apart, in my opinion. Stockley's got a lot more about him. He holds the ball up well. He's so good in the air. 
Whereas I don't think Bogle's that great in the air. He did well with that chance, I think. It was a drag across, dragged the ball across his body and he hit the ball low. But then after that, he just seemed to lose confidence as the game went on. He obviously probably wanted to prove a point. Um, but then again, when we signed him, was there many clubs out there to sign him at the time? Probably not because we signed him late on. So we're giving him an opportunity to, to play for another club now. But... Yeah, unfortunately, he just can't seem to control the ball with his feet, can he? And he did have some comical errors for us as well. Yeah, I, unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Well, fortunate for us, you said, it didn't work out, work out for him. Because as you say, normally old players always come back to haunt us, don't they? So it was it was nice to be on the other end of that and we could actually laugh at it. Whereas when it's him been doing that for us we're we're not laughing we're we're getting very annoyed <laughs> yeah so well sometimes you have to laugh don't you um you know Alex Gilby came back in as well his first uh appearances since January Mark I, I thought he did okay you know I thought towards the end we saw some of that energy we're here not what Nigel Adkins had to say about him afterwards as well um but you know it's clear that he you know, he, he had a good start to the season, but then it, it dropped off a cliff massively. I know he, he had some issues that Lee Bowyer mentioned before Bow left. Um, but, you know, th- there's still a player in there and clean slate for everyone. Maybe Nigel will see if he can get that, that level of performance back up to where it was. Yeah, it was interesting. When I saw the team, because I'm a huge Shinny fan and I, I just like his endeavour. And um, I thought, oh, Gilby's come sort of like straight back in. And then at the end of the game, I thought, oh, Gilby really didn't, do much to impress me kind of thing and then Nigel came out and said oh he had a really good game you know in fact he really kept Bostock quiet and I thought to myself you know what that's what it was that's why I didn't see what he was doing because he was keeping potentially their best player quiet so he wasn't storming up like Jake does or putting himself around like Prattley he was just doing the job he'd been instructed to do and he did it really well because Bostock I mean we'd been linked with Bostock a couple of times you know and he's a decent player but did nothing in that game and I think that comes literally out of credit to Atkins spotting that and Gilby for sticking to that job so I you know I thought myself you know what I reevaluated it I thought myself you know what he did have a good game because I didn't notice him what he the job he was doing but it was an effective job he did so you know like I say I'm a, I'm a shinny fan but I'm, I'm thinking that you know fair play for him coming in and doing that job yeah, and he uh, certainly did it well. So, I mean, are we, are we going to get carried away then, Ben? I mentioned, you know, the the playoff race at the top of the show. We're still in and around it just about, I guess. But um, the performances, I mean, the, we need to remember that we're actually, what, seven unbeaten now? We're, we're on a little bit of a run, even if we haven't been doing those back-to-back wins yet. Still, you know, win, win, draw, win, draw, win, draw, win. Um, there, there's still an ember in, in this side of, of something that could be achieved. It will... It will depend on sides above us dropping points but we're only one point outside the playoffs at the moment you know within a couple of points of sides that have only played one fewer game than us so even when they do catch up the most they could be ahead of us is you know three or four or five maybe so there's still there's still a little bit of life left in this one yeah it's definitely still life left in it because we are we are so close we'll have to see how the results go tomorrow but obviously, we have played more games than those playing tomorrow. So it's, they are due to catch up with the games we've had. But no, it's nice to have kind of a bit to play for towards the end of the season. 
makes it a bit exciting to watch. But I think the big test will be next next Saturday because we're playing a team that are really on form. Um, and as I said, are really fighting for that top two now. So coming against a team like that, will I think will really show us what we can do for the rest of the season. Um, but no, there's definitely, as you said, we are unbeaten in the last, I think it is, seven, eight games now. Uh, and if it wasn't for that silly mistake against Wimbledon, we would have won three in a row. Um, so there is definitely positives to come from. And if and if we do just miss out, as I said, we've got our security now of our manager being there next season. So then we can slowly build. And if these contracts are running out on certain players that want to stay or they don't want to stay, we can work it out and know what league we're going to be in. So we just need to see what these future endeavours are going to be for the team and hopefully we can nick in there and I think we have got it in ability wise in the squad it's just wiping these errors out I mean we saw a couple of errors yesterday which luckily weren't capitalised on was obviously against Wimbledon they were so it's just the inconsistency in performances I mean we got a clean sheet there it's going to be a tough ask to get a clean sheet against Sunderland but if we can put in another consistent performance as Mark said there Gil, the likes of Gilby, Prattley, Innes keeping their danger men quiet then who knows we could definitely nick something there and imagine that if we win against Sunderland then we really think we can do it. Certainly do. Right let's have a listen to what Nigel Adkins made of the performance up at the keep moat on Friday. Spoke to the Addicts boss after the one will win and asked for his thoughts on the game. It was very much so. Obviously, we've come away from home against a very good, talented uh, Doncaster side who play football. They've been in the, the top four for possession all season, and you can see the pitch is magnificent here as well. So we've set ourselves up the time that we've had on the training ground to play, you know, from a, a defensive point of view to try and nullify, nullify things a little bit. We had to adapt a little bit, but great credit to the players. We've kept a clean sheet, we've come away from home, clean sheet, uh, and three points. Delighted for Ian Matson. Because, again, we've worked on that a little bit where we knew Jaden Stockley would be a massive threat up front. I must say, I thought the two centre-halves for Doncaster were really, really good. That was a, that was a challenge for us. But that one opportunity where Jaden did flick it on, we had DJ, who I thought had a really good game for us on one side, and Ian on the other side going through, and uh, Ian's going to score the winning goal for us. And I must say that when I look at it, uh, and Alex Gilby, for example, has been out for a long period of time. You look at how hard he worked for the team and he's going to be a massive threat going forward uh, with, the, with the penetrating runs that he goes to do. So, uh, yes, would have liked us to pass the ball a little bit better. Of course we would. We always want that. However, we're at that stage of the season now. It's important that we pick up results as well. Um, you know, Long term, there's a way we play, but short term, can we try and put ourselves in a position to win games? So I'm delighted for the work ethic and the commitment that the players have gone and put in to grind out. And that's what you've got to go and do, grind out results, especially away from home. And how important is this result in terms of the race for the playoffs? Should jump back into the top six for now, of course, by the time you get home, it could well be you're out of them again. It's so tight up there. But we're in the race. The big thing is the league table will fluctuate because obviously the disparity in league games that the teams have played can't affect that. There needs to be a certain amount of points to get into the playoff position. What we've gone and done is come away from home. We've kept a clean sheet. We've shown the togetherness as a team, which is important. Everyone having a go for each other. Yes, we've scored a goal, which is important. We will have more goal threats as we go along the way. Uh, and for me, we've put ourselves back in the race, which is the exciting thing, isn't it? And how important has the international break for you been for you to get your message across to your new team? Well, listen, from my point of view, you know, we've, we've had 14 days at the football club. 
a handful of training sessions. We've got to try and make sure we've considered too many goals this season. So that's the first number one. So have we achieved that today? Yes. So that's a positive. Have we got players who have been coming back from injury? For example, uh, a Ryan Innes playing 90 minutes and we've got an Alex Gilby in there. And you know maybe a, all of a sudden we've played Ian Matson in the right-back position. Matthew's coming, uh, right-wing position. Matthew's coming back from injury. Parrington playing in there. You know, I thought Prattley was really good. Kasky. You know, we can go through the whole team. The impact coming off the bench. Um, really positive because we've got a lot of games now in a short space of time. So everybody's going to be required. Everybody's going to be needed. Yeah, and how has Ryan come through that? Because as you said, that was his, his first 90 minutes and in, yeah. in a long time. Yeah, so from our point of view, there's no, um, there's no indication he's got any issues. Uh, he just needs to recover well now. Uh, so that's a really, again, another big plus for us moving forward. Uh, obviously, Akin Fama was out injured today. He's been told it's a minor one. Yeah, very minor. He um, complained of um, something something very minor on Tuesday. So, obviously, we've got excellent medical staff here. We've just made the decision not to involve him today. Then he should have been fine for Tuesday against um, uh, Lincoln. Obviously, that game's called off. Bear in mind that Ryan Ennis, we didn't know how he was going to respond. So, we didn't want to um, risk um, Akin. But he should be fine. To, uh, to be involved next week from training. So a very minor thing. We're just trying to manage that situation um, and manage the squad. Just a final word then on Ian Martin. Obviously, he got his first, his first goal. You played him out on, on the right in a more attacking position as well. Is that a position you can see him playing in a lot more going forward? We've seen it a couple of times, but he, he looked quite good there. He's got attributes. I mean, you sit down. He's, he's not, I don't think he's played there before. You sit down and he's, he's been playing left back. You see he's a very good footballer. You know, he's got pace, he's got quality on the ball, he's got tenacity about himself and he's done what we've set out to do. So I'm delighted because he's gone and scored a goal. You know, I'm looking at the makeup of the team. Liam Miller we had on the bench, he'd been out to um, Florida. So I'd left him to not start. And obviously speaking to him coming off the pitch again, I've given the last 25 minutes, he's going, oh, I didn't realise what my legs were totally gone. You know what I mean? So he didn't realise how much the flight takes out of him. So again, trying to manage the players is, is an important thing. And the young players understanding what their bodies can and can't do. So, all round, good day. Thank you. A couple from you too. Nigel, you must be delighted. First win, of course, uh, under your belt and uh, on the road against a team that were second best at home in the division. So, oh, there you go. Uh, so outstanding. Sorry. Yeah, so there you go. So, this is a tough place to come to. And again, I think they've got the fourth best possession stats in the league as well. So, they're a possession-based team. They are a good side, as you just said there. Not many teams are going to come here and win. Pitch is magnificent. So, I'm delighted for our players that we've come away from home, we've shown that togetherness, that tenacity, that grit, that resilience that's required to go away and win a game of football. Uh, and that's what is going to be required between now and the end of the season. We've got to keep winning. And if it means win ugly, we, we win ugly. That's the big thing. I think Charlton fans watching will, will be delighted with the, the defence performance through the, the whole side because you defend from the front as well as the back. And, you know, the likes of Alex Gilby coming in, as you said, after a, after a layoff. Jay Foster-Kansky, Darren Prattley, everybody defending from, from, in, from everywhere in the pitch. Well, we've we tried to work on when we haven't got the ball, be a compact shape to then go and press as a team. So wherever that's attacking third, mid-third, defensive third, we don't really want to be in a position where we spread out everywhere out of possession of the ball. We need to be compact so we then go and press. But like when we've got the ball, we need to be better on it. We know that, but we'll work on that, you know? So it's not a problem. The big thing is we put ourselves in a position with three points, clean sheet, good goal, everyone having a go for each other. And a huge positive, more to come, uh, which, uh, which we, you'll take away from this. We can only get better. <laughs> on to Sunderland. Going to be a tough one as well, but at least you've got a week to prepare for that now that the Lincoln well, that's goes it. off. that's it. It's a shame the Lincoln's game's off because we wanted that momentum to keep going. But as you rightly say, we've now got um, an opportunity to be on the training grass and implement a, bit, a few more principles of what we're after. Um, but the players should be in good spirits at this moment in time because that was a tough game and that was an excellent result. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me, I understand you. Yeah, it's a look I used to know. Good ball out here on the right hand side of Smith. Smith, ball into the box for Anika. Yeah, what a header! Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross, and Anika's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live uh, on your Easter Sunday. I hope you have had a, a good uh, long weekend so far and you're sunning yourself in the garden if you can or you've made uh, taken advantage of the chance to go and sit in someone else's garden. Well, I will finally went to see my... Uh, we had Christmas dinner on uh, on Saturday actually in my parents' garden. So yeah, I hope, I hope everyone's been able to uh, enjoy the, the, the weather somehow like that. It's not exactly warm but it's lovely and sunny. Uh, and uh, yeah, got another one tomorrow as well, Monday. So I hope you're having a good uh, long weekend. Now, we just heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Nigel Adkins. Uh, yeah, got his feet under the table a little bit now, Mark. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, hopefully enjoying enjoying the role. Sun is shining, birds are singing is his catchphrase. He's a positive man. I mean, do, are you starting to see the effects of, of his arrival at the club, do you think? Oh, totally. I mean, I think uh, Jason Yule coming into the coaching um, set up is obviously Nigel's not gone out and said right I've got all these guys hanging on because sometimes when you get a new manager they bring in all their guys and your guys get pushed out but he's obviously been out for a couple of years come in said right Johnny's staying what do I need I need another coach someone who's more strike orientated who have we got oh you know what some guy's been doing the 23s for a couple of years who's very good and it's obviously a knock-on effect around the club. I think there's huge positivity. I mean, if you saw the um, guys doing their upbeat celebrations, and you think to yourself, a cup? Would you imagine us doing that sort of like th- three months ago, four months ago, when everything was a bit doom and gloomy? I'm thinking, possibly not. It's you know, so it looks like he's coming, and he is very, very positive. I mean, his his morning messages get so many likes and you're thinking it's it's hard not to see it and feel positive and, and as difficult that is over, over for whatever circumstance everyone's going through 
it's a nice thing to have when you get that message and say, oh, new message, and him saying, good morning, everybody. And you're thinking, I, I like that. It's And it can only be a good thing. I mean, regardless of who's here next season of the current squad, players who he's going to encourage to come in are going to, you know, he's going to talk to them, and they're going to be really sold on his positivity. And that's going to get us some good players coming in. I mean, it's it's too hard too hard to say who you want to keep, who you can keep, and who wants to stay. But you think to yourself, well, there's always plenty of good players out there, and if you've got a manager like him, who's going to be saying, right, you know, this is what I want, this is what we can do, and be that positive, you're going to be going, you know what, I really want to play for you, really want to work for you, I'm, I'm going to try my best at all times. Because I think it is he's that kind of player, and he will get the best out of some of our players. So I know I'm 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 very positive, which is good. Mm, yeah, certainly. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages that have come in uh, on Twitter and uh, via email. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you want to have your say on another pod in the upcoming weeks, uh, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live. Ben Lewis did just that. Says Adkins working his magic already. We look so solid and structured, but also a threat going forward. Dare I say it, but it looks perfectly balanced. Lovely to see Innis back, liking how the Pearson Innis partnership looks already as well. Overall, a very happy addict. Redmond said that he was looking forward to a, a happy and positive show. That's certainly what we've got so far. Jeff uh, says, can't see why Charlton's second goal was offside. It was from a corner. Surely he can't be offside from a corner kick, but it, it was uh, a, a header from Stockley that took the touch off Jay, of, uh, Jay Simi, and that's why uh, it was given offside. Right. Alex says, uh, back to the Charlton that we know and love. Fighting for every ball. Good team play. In my opinion, we could have won by more. It was a solid performance uh, on the road. Muzza says, we've gone from Eeyore as manager to having Trigger running the team. I like the 4-3-3. I prefer Chucks up top rather than Stockley, uh, though. But Innes was immense. We've missed him more than any other player. A playoff still just about possible, but Sunderland will be a far sterner test. Interesting one there. Ben, the, the, the Muzzers mentioned he'd prefer to see a Nikkei rather than Stockley up top. Obviously, Stockley, you know, we've seen his aerial prowess and the amount of headers he wins throughout a game. And, and, and it's left Chucks coming off the bench a lot, the last few, hasn't it? Um, I mean, do you have a preference as to which of the two you'd like to see starting if they don't start together? I'd prefer Chucks, in my opinion. I think he's our best player. Um, and I think he's got more about himself. I think we've seen... Uh, it was a couple games ago. Stockley had a few chances with his feet, and he and he didn't and he wasn't very good. Uh, I think he's very good in the air. He's a great presence. It obviously depends what kind of defence you come up against. Uh, but then Aniki's good with his head. Obviously, Stockley's better with his head. But Aniki is so good with the ball at his feet, and he literally pushes players aside. And I really think he's our star man. Uh, so I would like him to be starting. Uh, so yeah, in my opinion, I'd I'd prefer Aniki. I see what Stockley does well, uh, but then you play to Aniki's strengths. So I'd prefer Aniki, but not knocking Stockley did well on the weekend. Again, we he would have got that goal if it wouldn't have come off Jaisimi. Like I think he's a good player, but out of two of them, I'd prefer Aniki and us play to his strengths. Interesting stuff. Right, the uh, next tweet comes in from Cass. I thought we looked uh, very organised and kept our shape well defensively. We look solid with Innes back and Pierce, who has come back fighting after some poor performances. We need to tighten up with our final ball, but I think Adkins is the man to do this. Play this. Playoffs. Here we come. Ken says, first time in a very long time I felt that we threatened. It was a great, solid 
team performance. Excellent stuff. We've got some emails that have come in as well. Steve uh, says, let's start with the positives. Innes was superb. Jake Forster-Kasky was excellent. A clean sheet away from home. No glaring mistakes by the defence. Yeah, every every time we've won away this season, I think it's still a clean sheet, isn't it? It's about seven or eight at nine games now, uh, but we'll definitely need to improve to make the playoffs. Lumping it to Stockley is hit and miss. We give the ball away far too much, and I can't fathom how Gilby played 85 minutes ahead of Shinny. Phenomenal he was not. I can't remember their keeper uh, making a save, but I'll take winning ugly for the rest of the season if it means a playoff place. Yeah, I mean, we heard there, Mark, from Nigel Atkins. Uh, he says at the moment it's just about finding ways to win games. You know, he's, he says there's a way he want this side to play, but he hasn't got the time to do that at the moment. At the moment, it's just about finding ways to pick up three points. Yeah, and that's sensible, um, with, with especially this time of the season because it's all about getting the results. I mean, he might look at getting a point up at Sunderland as pretty good next week and go slightly more uh, defensive, maybe bring Watson in. Um, it is. I mean, you're not going to get... Until he's had a full pre-season with his players and he can get the style he wants. You know, he said, every manager comes and says, oh, I want to play attractive, you know, attacking football, blah, blah, blah. But you should say, at the end of the day, it's when you look in a results book, it just got the result. It said 1-0. One, one it won't say, you know, and played some really nice stuff. So at the moment, it's it's results-based, and that's what, that's what the game Friday was. It was results-based, and... Could we have been slightly more attacking? Yeah, but you know, I, I know the guys just said almost the same thing I did about Gilby. But I think if he listened to what I said, why, you know, I changed my opinion of that. Um, so, with more players coming back of, from, from fitness and gives him um, the options to look at where the other teams are weak. I mean, we know Sunderland, you know, play with a high press and they got a couple of good guys and obviously McGeady's up there and on fire, which he wasn't for us. So someone else who might will come up against who might have a point to prove. But we've gone to Sunderland and won enough times um, to, to them to be sort of like slightly wary of us. And the last thing Sunderland want to do is come up against us in the playoff again. I think it's in their heads now. So if we did get there, they, they just don't want to be it coming up against us. So And it's right, it's all about getting the three points or whatever manager accepts as acceptable. So if that's a point at Sunderland, you know, so be it. Yeah, I guess you'd say a point probably would be a very good result at Sunderland, but it's about keeping out that momentum as well. Right, the next one comes in from Phil. Hi, guys. Happy Easter. Uh, boosted by a 1-0 victory over one of our promotion rivals. I thought we looked more like the team that went on the eight-game unbeaten run in October. Uh, whilst there were a couple of moments of madness, we never really looked like giving away the lead. It looks like Nigel Adkins has seen the frailties and worked on resolving those issues in defence. Uh, with another full week of training together, followed by a Saturday match and another full week of training, Nigel should be able to instill more of his style and tactics into our players with basically a fully fit squad available and an eight-match run to the line. I would prefer our fixtures against tough opposition of that of say Portsmouth, where there is no opportunity for compla- where there is an opportunity, sorry, to uh, complacency to creep in. Uh, the teams we have to play, uh, we all know are good teams being in the top half of the table, but Portsmouth and others have those at the bottom to play. And as we have found out, none of those teams are easy, and they are now fighting for their lives to avoid relegation. Still a tough ask, uh, but I feel we still have an outside chance, uh, and we will know exactly where we stand after the Ipswich game with all the games in hand will be in general be nullified all we have to do is win our game simple all the best and enjoy the rest of the weekend that's from Phil yeah that's a really interesting point there obviously we know Ben that we've got 
big games coming up against sides above us in the table, almost all of them. Um, would you rather an easier game on paper? The ones that on paper are easier haven't certainly been that way for us this season. No, I think you're right. I'd rather play against the bigger teams because then we can drag them below us. Like we take their position. Rather, as, as you said, we've come up against the lesser teams, the teams down there. They seem to have given us more of a tougher game where if we maybe come in as the underdogs and they're above us, we've got players that can nullify their threats like we did on Friday and we we take the victory like that. I'd, I'd prefer taking to, uh, points off the bigger teams because, as you said, like just then from that email, you come against the likes of Shrewsbury, Burton, uh, even Wimbledon, Wigan. They're fighting for their lives down there and they're giving it everything. Whereas these teams at the top, once you've kind of nullified their main threats, it, they don't really throw too much more forward like Doncaster did, really. Excellent stuff. Right, next email comes in from Steve McLennan. Hi, guys. Uh, happy Easter, chaps. Uh, a good professional away win for the boys. It was hardly exhilarating attacking football, but we were well organised, kept them in front of us and worked incredibly hard off the ball. And when we did counter, we looked dangerous. After a season of calamitous defending yesterday, we looked rock solid at the back. Do you think this was the return of Innes, Matthews and Purrington or the two weeks on the training ground. Uh, no real standout performances for me, but Jake Forster Kasky was exceptional with his work rate without the ball and set the tone for everyone delivering a good performance. We'll need to see the same against Sunderland. One massive difference was the post-match. I saw Bose on Saturday after the win and the difference is stark. I was a big fan of Lee's, but I'm not missing Bo's flat negative post-match versus Big Niger's constant positivity and praise. Long may it continue. Mark, yeah, do you want to answer that one about why do you think we looked a bit better at the back? Do you think it was Innes, Matthews and Perrington in all the training ground or a mixture of both I think you've got to say it's, it's everything um, we did look solid they, they didn't Doncaster didn't really have different options they just kept trying to do the same things and we just kept nullifying it I think Matthews and Perrington didn't really bomb on too much so the back unit was quite tight um, and we know you know we know Matthews is a good defender we know Perrington you know can be really good I mean he gets you know you want him back up to them 7 out of 10 performances on a good average and uh, obviously Innes he's obviously going to be champion of a bit you said it was like 146 days was it since he played for us you know that's a third of a year where he's he's not kicked a ball in anger or kicked anybody in anger um, so you know that it's going to be everything for him for that game nothing was going to get past him um, and obviously when we talked about Pierce is back to his captain in best and as I said earlier if you watch it and saw Prattley drop back in so we did look tight as a, as a, as a five there wasn't any space for them and the only thing they could do was pick up if we did make a mistake I think Matthew's back heel caught everybody off guard um, a few heart in mouth moments there Um I can't do it. Will I think he'll put Gunter in against Sunderland? Possibly, but I think he'll keep Perrington on the left. But you know, Gunter and Matthews as a, as a straight swap, I, I, I'm okay with that. But you know, I think Matthews did nothing wrong. I don't think I think he could, would feel probably a little aggrieved if he gets pulled out. Um, and it's you know, Amos. You say about you know, it's difficult for Amos with a back four, but he's still just got to be the good goalkeeper. We know he can be as well. 
So, and he did make you know a good save with his feet, and uh, he let them the defence know when they were getting it wrong. He's you know very vocal as a keeper, which is good. And uh, you know when crosses came over, you know his fisting was good, his catching was good, and his distribution was good. You know if he wanted to try to do it quickly. So, you know I'm I'm happy with that back five as it is now. So you know tweak it. Don't know. Mm, yeah, a tough one for, for Nigel Adkins' uh, decision to make. Right, final email, McSquared says, yet another excellent away performance uh, and a win, this time against promotion rivals. We seemed a lot more solid uh, in general and thoroughly deserved the three points. Clearly a masterstroke by Nigel Adkins could play Martson in a forward position too. We're still outsiders to make the playoffs, but the other teams in contention don't have so many games in hand anymore. And if we can keep winning from now on, we are in with a decent chance. Sunderland will be a massive test, of course, but all the pressure will be on them as they're aiming for automatic promotion. Looking forward to having the full Valley Pass coverage back next weekend as it was sorely missed. Yeah, and uh, you may well have seen that the the club and Sunderland have, have joined up to really give a push to try and see if they can break the virtual attendance record uh, in League One this season. And in order to encourage that, there's a, a bit of a giveaway as well. £10,000 uh, giveaway if they sell uh, 10,000 uh, streams. But a, a, every 500 as it goes up, there's a new prize. So it starts off with a private tour of the Valley. Uh, there's a, a Zoom call with Thomas Sangard, signed shirts and laptops in there. A private tour of the training ground, England tickets, £1,000 in cash, an annual subscription to Valley Pass, Apple Watch. There's all sorts of stuff in there, so make sure you get your stream uh, ready for next week's game and you'll have a chance of winning that at uh, one of those prizes and, of course, hopefully helping to get that amount of streams over the uh, record for League One uh, so far this season. Right, let's have a listen to another interview now. Let's have a listen to the goal scorer from the game against uh, Doncaster on Friday. It was his first ever senior goal for Ian Martson, his first uh, since he joined the club on loan from Chelsea. I caught up with Ian to find out how pleased he was with his performance and the win over at Doncaster. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about it and buzzing, of course, my first professional goal in men's football, so I'm very happy. Yeah, and how big is that result as well, first of all, obviously, for, for trying to get some back into the top six at the it moment? Was a, it was a tough game, but we fight with each other, so we give each other strength and... Yeah, luckily I scored the goal and we won 1-0 and big three points as well, away game. So. And uh, against the side, obviously, who are up there as well, Doncaster obviously beat us at home as well. We know they're a good side, but Charlton sort of held them at arm's length today. Yeah, we played well and yeah, we didn't play like really uh, football, but we should stick together as a, as a team and fought, each, uh, fought for each other and the end result was three points. Talk us through, you obviously DJ got the flick on, but you still had to sort of hold off the defender who was trying to put you under pressure and maybe put you off your shot, but you didn't let that put yeah, you off. Yeah, he put me under pressure and I thought maybe he's going to farm and a full contract, so but I thought this is a good opportunity to, to get a chance and get a shot off and luckily I went in, so yeah, big. <laughs> how, yeah, how big a moment is that in, in your career, a first goal at this level? Yeah, because it's a big, different position, but I like to play on the, on the right and give everything. And yeah, it pays off with a goal, so I'm very happy about yeah. it. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you, you did play on the on the right today. I, I don't think it's the first time we've seen you there. I think Lee did play you there once or twice. But, I mean, how, how do you like playing out there? It's slightly different to what you used to. Yeah, I like It's good for my performance, uh, for my for my experience to, uh, to as well. And I think yeah, I enjoyed it and I tried to give the best whenever I can. And it worked out. Mm. And what did uh, what did Nigel say to you before the game when he asked you to sort of play a little bit out of position? He just said, like, do your thing and we believe in you and believe in yourself that you 
you're a good player, so just show us. Mm. I mean, how has, has Nigel settled in from the players' point of view? Obviously, it's a, it's a big change from, from Lee, but he seems like a, a very positive person. How's he the first couple of weeks of him been? Yeah, he's a very positive positive uh, gaffer and uh, he's very detailed and talk the same stuff every day to, to keep practice, to do the basic rights and we did that and let's say three points now so let's one go to the next one as well. Yeah. And how are you enjoying this, your, your season on, on loan at Charlton? Obviously your first season in, in senior football is always a big one for any player. You see with some don't always take to it as easily as, as you have. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite tough because yeah, I'm a young guy that coming over from Holland and I adapt myself very quickly and I think it went well so let's hope for more. Do you have much thoughts about what could happen next season yet? I mean, do you, I'm assuming, would you be looking for another loan out from Chelsea or you know, try and play your way into the first team? Uh, just, to, just to finish this season at Charlton very well and you will see what's bringing bring me in the future. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, well done today. Well done Thank the you. Goal. Thank you. Ian, further forward today, uh, getting your goal uh, from the flick on from uh, DJ and, and Stockley, who's got this head there as well. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to set yourself a goal target, aren't you? Because you, uh, you were in the penalty box shortly yeah. after as well. Could have had another opportunity, but it just didn't quite work out. Yeah, that one was a quite quite tough one because uh, it was scrims with a goalkeeper. So I tried to give my best, but it was a corner. So, yeah, unlucky. Uh, have you uh, you set your first um, senior goal, obviously, in senior football. But yeah. uh, have you got that far forward uh, in your career before that and, and, and bagged a few goals? Can we see a few more from you? I hope so. So let's keep, let's keep working hard and let's hope I get... A lot of scoring opportunities and uh, I will get, get my goal as soon as possible. There we go. That was Ian Martson uh, speaking to myself and Terry after the game up at the keep moat. Uh, I'll just quickly, Ben, obviously I asked him, it's hard, it's hard for him to know at this stage, but next season, do you think we'd have a chance of getting him out again if we're in League One? Do, do you think Chelsea would rather see him out of a championship side next year? Um, for me, he's not really shone as much as I'd hope for him to be. Um Maybe that's because the team as a whole hasn't. Um, I think he's a bit susceptible at the back and maybe we're finding a better position for him now. Uh, I think he might struggle to find a championship club from his performances so far. Uh, but who knows? We might be a championship club. And we might want him back. But look, we had Jay De Silva come in the same position from Chelsea and I thought he was leaps and bounds better than Martson has been. But... Uh, he's got, what, eight games left of the season now to prove himself. So, again, there, there's him fighting for his chance to maybe get a championship club next season as well. But, um, yeah, I was just gutted he never did his celebration that he showed us he could do with uh, with the upbeat celebrations <laughs> the other day. He just slid on his knees. He tried a Johnny Jackson celebration. Yeah, must uh, the pressure must have got to him to try and recreate those uh, those brilliant upbeat celebrations that the lads all did. Uh, over at Sparrows Lane the other day. Right, uh, earlier on this afternoon, I was over at the Oakwood uh, in Crayford to watch a massive game for the Charlton Athletic women's side. Um, they're a 3-1 win over London Bees. It means the Addicts will be playing championship football once again and next season they've secured their survival. But, uh, London Bees it is, or Barnet, uh, who have uh, finished bottom of the table, so they'll be going down. Uh, let's have a listen to how it went. Uh, over at the uh, the Oakwood this afternoon. We'll hear some highlights from the game and then we'll hear from one of the goal scorers, Alicia Sulola, and from the new Addicts boss, Karen Hills as well. Here it comes in, the movement starts. In comes the left-footed delivery. It's a good ball over the head of Sulola. And forward Yukon, she scores! Lois Yukon puts the Addicts into the lead. She gobbled up the chance, six yards out. 
and Charlton are a step closer to championship survival. Just a few minutes before half-time, it's Charlton 1, London Bees 0. Last season, the season before, maybe she fancies this one. In fact, they've gone for the same trick. Good ball. Oh, they've just perhaps overcooked. Oh, she's kept it alive. Oh. I didn't think she would, but it's fired towards oh, goal. It's scrambling. Salola on the goal line, doubles the addict's advantage. They tried the set-piece routine, got the cross in. Coombs' shot was dribbling towards goal. Salola made sure, and the addicts have doubled their lead. It's Charlton 2, London Bees 0. Comes forward onto the right-hand side. It goes and... Powell looking touch. for a third heavy touch she goes down but I don't think oh well oh. referee's given it well even if even I didn't win have given that one so I have to say I'm slightly surprised but Ella Powell did go down after the ball had gone the referee obviously felt she'd been impeded and I ain't complaining Charlton and have a penalty a chance to make it 3-0 15 minutes from time Stonewall wasn't it I mean <laughs> uh, yeah well I don't know whether the Rutherford one was soft or not. <laughs> that one certainly was. Charlie Clifford, Charlton's leading appearance maker. There's a little bit of pushing and shoving going on on the edge of the D with Jess King and a couple of the B's players, which is delaying this, which will, won't help Charlie's nerves. But More pushing and shoving there than there was for the penalty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As uh, Clifford gets ready to fire from the penalty spot. She's already scored one goal this season, that penalty at Liverpool. Charlie Clifford, right-footed, it's in, it's Charlton 3, London Bees nil, and that surely is that for the Addicts, they will be playing Championship football once more next season. Yeah, stuck it away well. It's going to be floated towards the edge of that area, Cummings calls for it and comes out, claims it, she goes down under pressure, oh that is a remarkable block on the goal line, in the end though it is scrambled over the line and into the back of the net. And London Bees do have a constellation under a constellation goal. It's defeat here as the final whistle goes. London Bees are relegated, but Charlton Athletic have secured their championship status for next season. They've completed the task they set out to do at the start of the campaign. They've done it with two games left to spare. Yeah, no, it was a really good performance from everybody. We battled really hard and we knew it was a big game coming into it and we needed three points and that's what we went and done. So, yeah, it was a good performance from everybody. Yeah, what a time to get your first goal for the club as well. You popped up there. I'm sure you've had uh, more difficult goals in your career, but you have to be in the right place to, to score it, don't you? Yeah, when I came to the club, I said I wanted to try and contribute with assists and goals. So, listen, everyone counts and I'm happy to have it and happy to score my first goal yeah. for Charlton today. And it's almost the first home win here in, in nearly two years as well. It's been a difficult place for Charlton to win games, obviously with the, the pandemic stopping stuff as well. But I mean, how, how big is it to, to get that monkey off your back? No, no, that's really good. Like... It's our home pitch, so we want to try and pick up points and pick up results here so it becomes a place where it's difficult to beat us and we've done that today and hopefully we can just continue to build on that. And obviously the big thing is it secures championship safety for next season, something that all the Charlton fans wanted coming into this game. Yeah, no, we deserved that. Um, I think we were definitely, we definitely deserved it and we worked really hard, so I'm glad that we've secured safety and we're ready to go again. Yeah, absolutely. Over the moon. Really pleased for the girls, I think, since I've been here. I was obviously saying just in the huddle there that... The last three and a half weeks has been a whirlwind for me, but the players have been excellent um, and the results were and the performances were, were due to come and, and they stuck together. The last couple of games, they've obviously just unfortunately got the draws, but we knew today the performance was going to be there and the, the result would take care of itself. And I thought today we was excellent uh, against a very resilient B side um, that obviously had everything to play for today. So I felt we, we rode our luck probably a little bit in the, in the first 15 I thought Earth had pulled off an absolutely outstanding save to, to keep us in in that position. Um, and then we sort of came through that, that rough period and, and showed a lot of character, a lot of resilience. And, and then obviously to go in at 1-0 uh, at half-time, set-piece. Um, I think we've been very good at set-pieces. And 
And yeah, and obviously second half, I think we uh, we took the game to them and, and deserved that win. So yeah, really pleased for them. Obviously, step one of the, the the big plan, the long-term plan, had to be securing championship survival, and, and it's so good to get that done today. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a, a nice nice feeling, um, and now obviously we can go into to the remainder of the games. The girls can have that feeling that they can play and, and be a little bit more relaxed and, and not feel as, under as much pressure as what they have done over the past sort of couple of months. But no, I think like, we'll go into those two games uh, against Durham and Leicester full of confidence. Where that's the the eighth. A uh, game that we haven't obviously been defeated, so no, we, we're, we're looking, we're looking good, and we keep moving in a really positive direction as a group. And I think it's it's credit to the staff that have, that have obviously built them, built them here. Um, obviously, the players, uh, we've got a lot of players now that are up for contention, and, and we'll give some other players an opportunity to, to play as well. But no, really pleased with them, and yeah, looking forward now to kicking on. Now, now that you've got over the line, does it allow you a chance to start thinking ahead? Obviously full-time coming up as well. Are you starting one eye on next season already? Yeah, absolutely. Of course you have to. You've got to start planning because before you know it, um, pre-season will be uh, be here in, in no time. But no, we'll enjoy this moment um, with this group. Um, we'll enjoy the, the remainder of these games. Um, yeah, there's obviously changing changes that will probably need to happen to, to encourage where we want to go. Um, but we're in a good place at the moment. Uh, the girls are all in a uh, keep performing like that, um, then it's going to be exciting. But no, we're looking forward to, to moving um, in the in the right direction as a, as a club. A very good afternoon's entertainment over there in Crayford. I hope those of you who joined us on the, the club's YouTube for the stream enjoyed it. I certainly did. Myself and Tom are doing the commentary. Delighted to see the girls get that three points. Their first home win in a long, long time since May 2019. So... Uh, almost two years, but uh, a big, massive win for them. They've secured that survival. It gives them the chance now to build uh, from a really a solid foundation as the club goes uh, full-time uh, in the summer. Let's see what they can achieve in the championship again uh, next season. Right, we've run out of time on uh, this Easter Sunday show. Uh, thanks to all of you who've joined us for the uh, the Charlton Live podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you to Mark and to Benji for joining me. You're welcome. Good. Cheers, chaps. Good to have you both uh, with me. I've been Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. Then we'll be back on Thursday uh, to look ahead to that long, long, long trip up to Sunday. I'll be getting up early for that one for the drive up, uh, but looking forward to it. So we'll be back on Thursday to talk about that game, and we shall see you again then. See you later. <laughs>
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.